Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Last time on Dungeon Drunks, our heroes are exploring a cave system nearby Carlton's old home of South Crypt. They have been warned of dangerous evil creatures inside that they need to clear out to make the area safe for the arriving kobolds. Inside, they find strange markings on the rock and a deceased dwarf with not much left on its corpse except a strange black powder bomb. And now, we rejoin our adventure already in progress. Okay, what next? You're standing around a dead dwarf with a bomb. Is it worth oh. talking to the dwarf? I could. Can you speak to dead? Does anyone have that ready? Bernie does. Okay. It might be. We could find out maybe who killed him does or she? what he was doing here. Or the, I what? mean, it's in her spell list, but is it prepared? Oh, that's a good question. Of course it's prepared. Okay. I prepared it because I assumed we were finally meeting some dead. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, here we go. All right. I also, uh, I think, speak with dead is one of those that Bernie on a regular basis. It, it's just in her back pocket a lot. So it, I didn't want to it, assume. It's in my back Listen, pocket. Jonathan the Muscular has a lot of spells that are really useful, and he just doesn't fucking prepare because he's an idiot. <laughs> just assume if it's a spell, it's prepared, okay? We talked about this at the panel. So you grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of your choice within range, allowing it to answer questions you pose. The corpse must still have a mouth and can, can't be undead. Oh, yeah. It fails if it was the target of this spell within the last 10 days. So even if this spell fails, we'll, it'll be super fucking interesting. We will, we will actually get quite a bit of information, as it were. Alright, friends. Bernie is going to cast third level spell slot. Speak with dead. Sure. Hey, Bernie, it's been a while since you've done this. Describe, describe how you cast this spell. You know, actually, I think she's only done this one other time, and she was incredibly uncomfortable with it, because we were actually in the Crypt Garden, and she'd never done it before, and um, she felt incredibly intrusive doing it. Despite the fact, I mean, it's it's a creepy thing, even though you know it's not really, there's no spirit involved here. You're just pulling latent memories out of a... a corpse but yeah like she was she was a little creeped out by it do you still feel the same way oh i think oh since since then i think she's had a lot of changes in her views on death and the dead and this is no longer uncomfortable for her but i think it looks like waking someone up gently from sleeping like uh, your mom or whoever your favorite parent slash guardian was when you are, they're nicely waking you up. You're not late for school or anything. They're coming in and they're gently kind of telling you it's time. It's it's literally, I feel like the words you say are, it's it's time to get up. And it's like touching their shoulder. And I think it says burning incense, which I think we decided she kind of has on her. Um, so I assume like it's like the first thing she does is like light the incense and she puts it next to the body. And then she tells the body, and I think in a creepy way, like, for anybody watching, like, going to Megan, it's time to get up. Come on. And it actually sits up. <laughs> and 
And it's slow. It's not an immediate sit-up. The eyes of the corpse open to glassy, vacant orbs. The lungs move to draw in enough breath to actually make some words as it... And it slowly sits up, turns its head towards Bernie, and waits. And you have five questions. We have five questions. Bernie says in the in 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 the call, she goes, We have five questions. So if you have a question that you want to ask, tell me in the call first. Don't spit it out. It might be a bad question. Uh, I love you all dearly. But, uh, okay. but we're going Good to but in this situation, oh. Carlton, are you paying attention? <laughs> this is directed at you. Are you okay? You okay? You got kids. Uh, I just got all kinds of claws. The cat fell off my back. Oh. Oh no. Are you okay? It's part of the uh, part of being a cat owner. Yikes. It was Bucks. Bucks got creeped out by the fact that this this corpse just sat up and looked at Bernie, and it, uh, Bucks was sitting on Carlton's head and went, "Whoo!" Yeah, and he fell. Oh my! Oh, doesn't. Doesn't do any permanent damage. It doesn't do any hit point damage. But Carlton, you get a couple of, of owl scratches. Yep. Bernie in the call says, Carlton, I need you to know something. Yep. Remember how I tell you there's no such thing as stupid questions? There are stupid questions. There are stupid questions here. Oh, yes, there are probably a lot of them. Well, we want to ask, like, maybe who he is. Why he was here. Why he yeah. was here. Who killed him. If he knows that. Or how he died. Maybe he yeah. didn't, maybe he, nobody killed him. Maybe he just, like, I don't know, got poisoned or something. I don't know. Yeah, how he died, who he is, why he here. Uh, who, what, when, why, and, and how. It, and, and, and how many questions do we get, Bernie? Five, right? Five. Okay, so we ask those three, and then we have two for follow-ups. Unless you just want to ask two and have three for follow-ups. I don't know. I don't know. You're driving here. I would want to know, and I'm saying this all in Telebomb, Travancore's mouth isn't even open. I would want to know who... Uh, if anyone else has talked to him this way, and who has talked to him this way. Well, if it, it wouldn't have worked if someone else has talked to him in at least 10 days. And and he's been dead about that long. Yeah, that's true. From what I understand, we'll find out. Hello, my name is Bernie, and these are my friends. And we were hoping, would you please tell us the circumstances of your life and death? <laughs> I like it. We came looking for sulfur. We found only bones and poison and death. I see. Uh, we? Uh, hey, Jonathan the Metamuscular says in the Telbond. So there's more than one of them. Would you please expand upon the number and nature of this we? My three brothers and I. The number and nature. That's technically not a question, so I won't answer it. Uh, Bernie, you do know that it doesn't require this dwarf to cooperate, and they still have some sense of themselves. So depending on how you address if you're addressing a simpleton, he might just answer in simple means. If you're if your question is complex, it might just answer in simple ways. It's not compelled to tell you the truth. Your instincts are telling you maybe actually roll roll an insight check. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more. Oh, insight. 
insight. Okay, I have some bonuses insight. That's not bad. No, that's bad, friends. Julia can't roll. That's a seven. Yeah, you're unsure why it seems to be answering in simple ways. My friends and I are hoping to rid these caves of any evil that lurks here. You said you found poison and bones and death. Where did the poison come from? The creature that infects this cave now directs the bones and makes the poison. We killed that creature. And delights in death. Well, that sounds like something up our killing alley. Um, Do you want me to ask it if it has a yeah, location would probably be the next thing if they know where the creature is. Because that was third, third or fourth question. Third. That's a three, three down, three. two to okay. go. Um, should I ask it if the creature has a name? Are we okay with using a question? I'd like to know what we're up against. Yeah, maybe if it has a name or if we can describe it or something. Could you tell us the creature's name or describe it? <laughs> a serpent hide in the shadows. It speaks, but I didn't understand it, but it bites. Hmm. So, giant poisonous snake of some sort. That controls the dead? That is also a necromancer. Fun! I wonder if any of this is pinging off of anything any of us know, yeah. Yeah, Bernie wants to do a quick religion check, too, because it hasn't been ten minutes. No, it's not been ten minutes. To, to see if she, like, has, like, a spe- I mean, the nature would be the serpent, but, like, this would some be something that came up in, like, baby religion school, right? Like, if she was studying different. Maybe. The thing she has to fight, maybe. Yeah, uh, you give me a religion check. <gasps> oh, man. What'd you roll? I got a six. Okay. And Travancore wants to see if any of this is pinging off of anything he learned in, in Viceroy School. What kind of viceroy school? Viceroy school was uh, like going to yeah. Well, there was a ton of stuff going on. In, th- in theory, if Travancore was sent out into the world specifically to favor and to to be on Mister Peace, he'd probably have a, a decent amount of knowledge of of creatures um, just across that are in favor and anything that would have been heard of in the annals of history of either his land or the places he's been. If this matching <laughs> any familiar anything that he studied in history specifically. Well, then give me a history check. While you do that, Bernie, I'll say with your role, um, Uh. you're a little preoccupied with the, you're concentrating on this spell. And yeah, you're way more comfortable with doing it now. But there's still a little bit of an uncomfortableness with giving this corpse the semblance of life. And so that's distracting you a little too much to think of anything. Uh, Travancore. I feel like my role and whether I will find anything has the same answer. Nine. (laughs) Nine. Uh, with a history check, nothing specific. Plenty of snakes, plenty of poison, plenty of necromancy. Uh, nothing that comes together into those three things that you would pinpoint. We have one more question. Do you all have anything you want to ask it? Trying to think, um, maybe where it was? I think we could. I If there's nothing else we want to ask it, I was going to find out. Who he prays to. And- oh, for, for his or family, too. Yeah, like, any any last wishes? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's okay. Decent. We know it's down here somewhere. We'll fit, We'll find it. 
find it and be maybe maybe blue knows something blue's still with us i was if if uh, blue might know something right carlton about the serpent with the necromancy yeah i i, I guess we could ask but I, I i he just showed up i i didn't call him well, wait let's see hey blue feeling. blue blue hey blue 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 Blue. Hey, blue. blue. Oh, not blue. not how you get in touch. That's not how it works with Bay. I don't know. That's how it works with Blue. I don't know how it works with Blue either. He just showed up. I'll say both of you would know that the reason it, that's not how it works with Bay. Uh, Blue's just a dog, Un- unless Carlton's praying oh, to or worshiping right. Blue. Like that would be that'd be weird. I got it. I figured it out. Come here, boy. Over here. Come here. Come here, boy. You actually here, boy. really like that as a way to call him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Unfortunately, nothing happens. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. So, I don't think there's anything left to ask. I think we know what we're facing. I guess the one thing we would ask is if anybody owns this mine. Not to mine. Wait, I didn't ask that. I was in the call. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally thought you asked that of the... My bad. Well, now we got a free answer. <laughs> so he's prospecting is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, maybe we just he answered four of our questions. Maybe we see if there's anything we could do do for him. Yeah, outside of the call. Okay, thank speaks. you. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm assuming that you understand that you are dead. I I can't bring you back. I don't know if you'd want to come back. But would you tell us if you had family that we could notify and who you prayed to? My clan is deep in the Underdark. We venture far to find sulfur. They are far from here. The giant grips are powerful and would welcome the return of their sons. And with that, the final breath leaves this corpse. The eyes close again. And just as slowly as when it first sat up, it eases back down to lay back down on the ground. Once again, inanimate. Now that the spell is over, can Bernie religion check to see if she knows anything about Underdark and like who they would worship? Yeah, sure. She said the giant grips. Oh, well now. Okay. 21. <laughs> okay. You you think the giant grips is a name, a clan name, a surname, a last name, something. Uh you don't think that's that's definitely not a religious name. So you think that's maybe the family name of this dwarf? It looks like just a a regular I mean, it's a corpse, but it looks like a regular dwarf. And while you can never tell with individuals, uh, usually they they worship Moradin. All right. And what does Bernie know about Moradin? Good guy. Bay would like him very much into uh, creation of stuff, of um, his people working together and strong family units and working to better each other and... Uh, taking pride in your own work and getting better uh, yourself, not just for yourself, but for your family and for your clan. Very, 
you think Bay and Morden would actually get along pretty well. He's maybe a little more stuffy than she is, but their goals would align in a lot of places. Okay. Bernie's going to say in the call, she's going to say, I don't think we have time or the safety to give them the last rights, but I think for when the Cobalts get here, we find his brothers if we can, and we move them out of the cave, and we put them, maybe build a cairn over them. Is that how that's pronounced? A cairn? I think so. It's when you yeah, pile Karen. rocks on yeah. something. Yeah. Karen, yeah, yeah. I think it's I'm Karen. not crazy, right? I've, no. I feel no. like I've only ever read it, and that's why I'm like, fine, no. And we asked the Cobalts if they know, because his family's from the Underdark. So if they could get a message, and they could come claim the bodies, but why? We can't haul three bodies into the Underdark. We could put them in the pit. Pit goes to the Underdark. Um, Carlton, that's not how you do for a dead body that you like. Oh, okay. So we put the pit, we put them in the pit and then we throw dirt on top of the pit. No, 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 we, no, no, we're, we'll. Um, Am I getting closer? <laughs> Don't look on Jalor's face. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I'm like, uh, well, depends how deep the pit is if the pit is six feet under then yes that's actually what you do i don't know dm how deep is our pit how deep is your pit how deep is your pit you don't see it yet but what you remember as a child is it descending into nothing and the stories were went to the underdark so it would have been pretty deep i don't think we dropped the bodies in a hole especially the same hole we were going to snowplow bigby the evil into. <laughs> uh, we will revisit and we will come back and bury them nicely once the snake that makes the dead come alive is um, works for me. Dispatched. The snake that makes the dead come alive. Anybody have any thoughts on that, by the way? Jonathan the Metamuscular is going to probe his Metamuscular mind for any like aberrant or magical creatures that might meet that that uh criteria giant mongoose okay so what are you rolling uh arcana i guess can you call a mongoose in your like weird uh Uh, 25 uh nothing aberrant let me think for a sec i'm wondering if i can intimidate the answers to coming to me (laughs) intimidate yourself (laughs) to get knowledge (laughs) world you better tell me what this means or else i'm gonna put hurting on you world here's what i'll say Nothing comes to you when you're thinking through your arcane knowledge. There's something in the back of your head that sparks. And so I'll let you roll a nature check with advantage. Okay. Let me do that. Believe that's going to be an 18. Yeah, 18. Okay. The, The necromancy doesn't seem to stack. But the giant snake that talks, that poisons, that definitely stacks. That sounds like some sort of of naga, some very large. You know that they there's a couple different varieties, and probably the one that would be biting dwarves and that would be evil enough that Blue is going to show up and say, "Hey, go kill this thing." Uh, probably of the spirit variety. They're they're pretty evil and nasty and delight in death and destruction and poisoning people. Does Jonathan the Magimuscular know anything else about any other special attributes that he that it has, or is that all that he can glean from the 18? 
that's kind of all you can get. The okay. fact that, it, and that's mostly because you rolled so well on your arcana that it, it you kind of got a side door into it. But yeah, that's that's kind of you. You know, they're pretty dangerous, uh, and they're big, right? Uh, yeah. So basically, what we're looking for is a giant snake with a face with a person's face. Oh, which persons? Uh probably uh, this one is actually a lot like a giant cobra. So it's got like a like a like a feral person face. Uh, Carlton, I don't know like who exactly. That's well, like that's, that's like awful. saying like you go into a village village and the villager has a face. Whose face? Fuck I I don't know. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's got I see. But yeah, they're they're pretty big and pretty dangerous. Definitely something that we that we would want to kill and and uh, just end forever. Yes. Please. It's whacking day, everyone. <laughs> I got. I I see what you did. All I have is old jokes. No, nothing new. Just old. As stuff. long as it's like mainstreamish Simpson jokes, it's fine. Hey, listen. Everything old is new again. I think Elam Garrick's pretty mainstream at this point. Is he though? Major sci-fi franchise. I mean, people know who Django Fett is. They know who Elam Garrick is. Eh, major sci-fi franchise. Pretty. Not main cast, so yeah, main cast. he's but definitely, ah. he's about as main cast as it gets without actually being main cast, though. Like Django Fett was in a movie that millions of people watched and made millions of dollars. Uh, I, I I don't I don't think the two are equivalent. Like I think tr- Trek people would know, especially if they. I met a guy today who hasn't seen Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Listen, all that matters to me is a good reference. What would you like to do? <laughs> You're standing Chase in this cave over um, this dead body. We faffed about a lot this episode, and I'm sorry. It's all right. We haven't seen each other in a while, so. <laughs> D20 Dames is a storytelling podcast powered by D&D. Every other week, a group of adventuring ladies explore a fantasy world, beheading or befriending monsters and punching creeps. 19. Definitely hits. Yes! Our podcast is 100% written, produced, and played by women. Are you okay if I'm not actively looking for your siblings, but I'm still with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just companionship. I mean, I'm not really expecting people to, like, delve into a dungeon for me or anything, but, uh... I would delve into a dungeon for you, Riot. And Rose? Um, Yes! I was rather mistaken about you. Aww. You don't have to be monstrous to be extraordinary. Hear new episodes every other Tuesday. Subscribe to D20 Dames now on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I wish you had told me, though, because then I could have given you a gift. Oh, it's a- oh, Carp, you know the only gift I want is your friendship. Misadventure awaits. I, I think we, so this rough hole, is that a hole that descends or is there a, a clear, like another path to go down? You want to go over and take a look? You haven't yeah. been over. It's another like 30, 40 feet around this long cavern that you're in. Yeah. Let's take a look and see if this rough hewn hole like went anywhere. Sure. Are you taking the lit rock with you or are you all oh, yeah. back to dark vision? Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll basically palm it and then like kind of use it to lighten.
Sure. You walk on over. You, you essentially walk to the edge of this this cavern, you, and it does the same kind of thing. The walls close in to about a ten foot wide gap, leading to. Uh, th- this has a little bit of a hallway, so it's a little hard to, to tell what's what's going on in the next room. You turn to examine the hole. It's about torso-ish sized. It's like four or five feet by four or five feet. It is obviously pickaxed. Someone... My size. Okay, or Bernie-sized. Bernie-sized. <laughs> but like round, and so you'd still have to do a little bit of squeezing. Also, it's up off the ground. It's not like on the ground. It's about two and a half feet off the ground. So, eh, all right, dwarf, pickaxing at the wall, pulling something out. With the light in your hand, you can see the the yellow veins that were in the rock that Travancore was looking at, much more pronounced here. They're small, but they're bright. And it's almost like looking at veins or winding twigs going through the rock and you you kind of put the light in just enough to be able to see oh yeah that's what's going on you get the sense this was where this this guy was prospecting for uh sulfur and was digging stuff out and then whatever happened happened as you pull the light out you notice to your left that there's a figure standing in the hallway and you turn and there is a dwarf standing there with no jaw. Oh. oh. And it shambles towards you and we can roll initiative. That was going to be a, hello, friend, and nope. Uh... So I'll assume you all stayed mostly together, so I won't move y'all into weird locations, but I am putting Jonathan in front. <laughs> Fair. Sorry, did you end up, Jules, did you end up multiclassing or no? We are going to discuss it. Ah, I see. Okay. Technically at this point, she is, uh, Bernie and Jonathan are the only ones who haven't multiclassed, technically. Okay, <laughs> anyway, Carlton. It was a six, but because of my feral instinct, I get an advantage on that roll, which now is a 23 with a natural 20, so I'm going to go ahead and drink my tea. Drink. Drink. Sure. Drink. Jonathan, after you drink. Ah, sorry. Um, let's see, I had actually pulled up something to check boxes, because Jonathan the Magimuscular gets a, a 15. And Bucks gets lower than that. He gets a, a 10. And Bernie? 17. Oh, and nice. Right? Travancore and Shadow? 20 for Travancore, 5 for Shadow. And I'm assuming, Bernie, you're still riding Coco Snoot. Bernie is still riding Coco Snoot at the moment, yes. Where is Awesome. Carlton! Let me. You... You hear this, zombie. Uh... You right, yeah. can't quite reach it because it's standing in the hallway and the hallway is about five feet and Jonathan moved up to that hallway to take a look. And so there's there's a Jonathan in the way of your zombie. All right, well. But you have options. Am yeah. I allowed to move into Jonathan's space to attack and then move out as per? Yeah, if you want to take that attack of opportunity, sure. He ain't going to live long enough for attack of opportunity. Oh, I love it. <laughs> love the confidence. Gonna attack. Weapons. Uh, Storm's Fury. Submit, not advantage. Uh, 14 hit the zombie? Yep. Do you need me to separate it? Lightning and... Um, I don't think so. If it's nope. a regular zombie, probably not. Okay. 14 points. Yeah, you hack into it. You kind of move in. 
and you whack it and you give it a good solid whack and it kind of falls against the side and then it stands back up. Of course it does. It's a zombie. Uh, And second hit. Hit it again. Hit it again. Harder. Harder. Uh, 27 to hit and I hit it harder as per Jonathan's instructions. Um, (laughs) 19 points. Per my last email. Push him back. Push Once him again, back. way back. You, you, you actually get a little leverage off of Jonathan. Smack it real good. It takes another chunk out of its its shoulder. Still standing. Can I use the time when it falls to the ground before it steps back up to step to the other side of it? It's not falling to the ground. It like okay. gets knocked against the side of the the wall. And then can I shimmy to the back side of him while he's like knock him against the wall? Double movement, triple movement, whatever. It's not a. It's not a, a question of movement, as of um, the, you're a half orc, and okay. this is a creature in the space. I will let you try to roll a dexterity uh, check with disadvantage. Okay, I am happy to do. Because so. you have to get past both Jonathan and the zombie in a five foot space. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. I was an eight <laughs> to do it for you. So here's what I'm gonna say. You do it. You, you, you're like, oh, pardon me, excuse me. You're all elbows, and you pushing just shot it out of the way. Dang it! Wait, come on, man. You're very ungainly. You do the same thing to the zombie, (laughs) and so when you push past the zombie, you do get to the other side and stand your feet, but it is going to try to bite down on you. That's fine. I can take a hit. Oh, that that'll be so sad when we have to put down Carlton because he got bit by the zombie. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's it's missing half its jaw, so it bites down. But there's nothing to bite back up. I got again. that thick orc hide. Uh, Anything hide, else? Hide, 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 hide. No, I'm good. Okay, Dragon Claw. It's more like a high. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the top teeth just come down and nothing happens. Uh, Travancore. <laughs> All right, Travancore is gonna shoot him with an arrow with advantage because he's attacking before this guy does. Sure. All right. Uh, high roll is twenty-seven. You hit. Rad. And it's been so long since I've played, I've forgotten how much damage this little golf does up on a hit. Oh my a gosh. lot. Uh, yeah, a I lot. Know. It's, uh... That's all we know, though. Just yeah. put him down for a lot of damage, Lauren. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's true. I didn't Normally you sharpshooter if you have yeah. advantage. Nah. Well, I probably... I don't want to shoot sharpshooter on a zombie. I figure... It might not even take a go down anyway. Uh, eight points of damage. Takes the arrow. Takes ah! it. Ah! Carlton, yeah. it kind of falls against you for a second and then stands back up. I, I nods almost perceptibly towards Shadow and in my turn. Okay. He knows, what, he knows what to do. Bernie. Bernie is not going to waste her time on fools and she's going to move uh, northwest a little bit. So she's on um, kind of slightly to the left of uh, Jonathan sure. and back, but clean line of sight. Yeah. And she's she knows what she needs to do she's just going to use sacred flame but since she is at a level 11 or higher it's 3d8 okay and that's gonna be radiant damage and what's the saving throw dexterity okay does the shambling dead have good dexterity oh no of course not it gets a 10 it fails yeah that fails all right so if you would like to roll your damage i will let you but because it is radiant damage i will just ask how do you destroy this creature bernie is just going to shuffle a few steps to the left and and sigh and say, well, I guess we're not burying him. And she's going to radiant damage. She's just going, she's not even, she's going to like not put forth any effort and she's going to just, and 
shoots some sacred flame out of her hand. Yeah, it strikes right in the head of just above where the what's left of the jaw is. And Carlton, you watch it come out the other side. And even though it's going right through the head, it just magically stops on the other side of the head and doesn't even come close to you. And this time when the zombie falls over, it does not get back up again. Are there any more? Uh, You can roll a perception check if you'd like to take a look. 22. And you have dark vision, right? Yes, and this is where the camera pans out on the army of undead. I was about to say, this is like when when Hawkeye shoots the arrow down the corridor and it's like the the creatures are crawling on all parts of the the wall and it's like, oh shit. (laughs) I wish I was that cool and I thought of that. But no, (laughs) that's not what happens. Hawkeye is your favorite too. He is. And that's a cool friggin' moment. And this would be that exact cool friggin' moment. But instead... You you watch this zombie fall and then Carlton's standing there and you're like, well, this is when we see the army of the undead that now we now have to deal with. And you go looking and you think you see some movement at the end of the hall, but it it moves away. You can't tell what it is because it's it, it was just a quick flash. Basically, you're you're able to just barely catch it move. Well, friends, it's either running scared, which kind of doubt, or it's running to lure us into a better position with which to attack us. So, onwards either way. Okay, well, uh, Jonathan takes in the, the what Bernie saw, since he didn't see shit. Yes. And we're out of initiative right now, so oh, okay. whatever whatever you want to do. Alright, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to kind of heed Bernie's words, and is going to kind of creep past uh, Carlton with the palm uh, of his hand open with the with the light rock and he's gonna kind of peer around and try and get a look at this thing that was scurrying away okay so the hallway that you're in that carlton and you are in is only about 15 feet it's not that long you're are you just moving with the light rock right into the the next room? yeah and and jonathan the magic muscular is actually gonna say hello we're not dead As you move into the room, so what you see before you is another cavern, this one bigger than the last. And from Carlton's description, what what it should be is a larger cavern and at the end of it, a huge pit. It's about maybe 40, 50 feet across. Uh, Once again, a larger ceiling that keeps just opening up and then closing down and opening up and closing down. You don't see a pit. You actually hear running water. And from that end, you think just at the edge of where this light is hitting, you can see the glint of a stream, a creek, some some kind of running water over by where Carlton had told you this pit is supposed to be. As you call out into the darkness and it, it echoes off the walls and everything, you hear the clattering of bone against rock. It, it seems to be coming from all over and you look around and on the floor it just seems to be rock you hold up the light a little bit as you call out and you notice that all over the ceiling and the walls are just these tiny little bleached white sharp bones and they're all just shaking and quivering and causing this this 
noise to echo throughout this cavern and as it gets louder and louder a couple of uh, a couple of handfuls of them coalesce suddenly within just the blink of an eye into a face with sharp razor sharp pointed teeth and no eyes and the mouth opens and says why hello and that's where we'll stop dear and next time god we'll uh stay in the initiative since nothing really happened to get us too far out so we'll just stay in that initiative and we'll pick up oh that god probably at the top of the initiative with bernie and we'll see what happens but first let me give you experience for this episode four for just having fun <laughs> this is just funny this is just fun there's a lot of fun jokes. I know sorry, you... fo- sorry, folks. <laughs> no. I know you were hoping for something a little more substantial, but uh, we'll, we'll get it next time, I promise. I had fun. It's been so long. Exactly. We've had a lot of substantial. We've had a lot of, of stuff going on. And so this was, it's always good to have a little bit of a, a, a <laughs> I say a lighter episode when I, I've just attacked you with creepy bone monster on the ceiling, but hey, you know, the, to each their own. So I'm going to give you experience for that. I'm going to give you experience for, for Bucks's double natural 20s so that he could see through space and time for deciding to have a chat with the dwarf. As as Bernie said, it's been a very long time since you've pulled out Speak with Dead. And uh I liked I liked the the conversation that went around that. And I've just forgotten what the other thing I was gonna give you. What else would you like me to give you experience for? What were you proud of? I've never been asked this boy. Benny Boot on the Nose is a capital punishment in uh, in Bucks' supposed old country. We're, we're learning a lot about uh uh Baron von Kokos's old old country. Yeah, it's all it's it's all true, especially the lies. And that Travancore may now be slightly suspicious of Coco's dude. Yes, absolutely. All right. And for killing a zombie, I will give you a total of, I will give you a total of 3,500 experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, we will resume initiative with creepy bone monsters on the ceiling. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.